Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. I always say that my home is my my place of clarity. So when I come home, I want to make sure that I am in a space this my home allows me to have clarity my home doesn't cloud my mind i have a space in my my home will allow me to be able to make the best decisions that i need to make in the in my life welcome to everyone's talking money podcast i'm your host shauna game there's no judgment no dumb questions just smart conversations about you and your money So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Hello there and welcome back to the show. It is so good to be with you today. Okay, 
I want you to raise your hand if you are as much of an HGTV junkie as I am. I have to admit, a little embarrassing, but during the pandemic, I think I actually wore out HGTV. I watched just about every show, and sometimes I watched the shows on repeat. So I think if I had to choose another career, I would want to be an interior designer. I probably don't have the skills to do it, but I just love learning how to cultivate unique spaces and certainly not spend a lot of money doing so. That's why I was so excited to chat with our guest, Brea Ells. Brea is a design and construction specialist and is on an upcoming HGTV show, Buy It or Build It where she creates and shapes interiors that are empathetic to each family's lifestyles. And yes, I did totally geek out talking to Brea. She is such a unique and special human who is sharing all her tips on how to remodel your home on a budget. We talk about why Brea says you should ask yourself the question why seven times when it comes to remodeling. Things like, why do I want to remodel my kitchen? Why do I think I want an open kitchen? Why do I like this tile and not that tile? You get where I'm going. You ask yourself the question why and go deeper and deeper and deeper to find the meaning. She also shares why you should spend money on items in your house that you have an emotional connection to and that are just going to make you feel happy when you're in your house. We talk about how to save money when you're remodeling, easy changes that will get you the best bang for your buck how to create a home that truly feels authentic no matter what your budget is, and so much more. All right, let's get talking. Brea, it is so amazing to have you on the show. Before we hit the record button, I told you I watched a YouTube video of a kitchen that you designed this morning, and I've just been salivating ever since. So thanks for being here with us. Thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. And I'm glad that you took a little time to watch some of the YouTube videos there. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm a huge, huge home design fan. I think in like a an alternate life, <laughs> I was some sort of designer and I just, something about home and spaces, just it does something to my soul. So I'm really excited for this conversation. I was also reading up on your website, and I really love how you say this. You believe that our emotional well-being and physical spaces are interrelated, and I, I couldn't agree more. I'm curious, what happens to our emotions when we live in a space that really represents like who we are? Well, the great thing is the, there's two, right? There's um, the performance of the being, the self, and also productivity. And I refer to both because when our space is conductive to positivity, it helps us not only with our emotion, but also how we perform as human. Emotion-wise, um, if you, for example, natural daylight, having um, biophilic design included in your space by having some plants, some greenery, even if they're not, even if it's superficial, it's not, it's artificial. I mean, it's not um, real plants, but you still want to have a sense of connection to, to nature because as human beings, that's one of our first connection is from the being to the earth. So um, for us, when we think about the connection of the being to the physical space, it goes back to environmental psychology where that both of them combine both, the being and the environment, they're, com- they're, they're in sync. There's not one without another, right? Yeah. So 
having a positive space based on, for example, I always tell clients is that when you travel the world, where did you have your most cher- your most cherished memory? Where did you feel the most happiest? You could take a piece of that and put it, transplant it into your home, wherever home is. So if you went to Italy, um, let's say you went to Porto, you had amazing Porto wine and you're like, you know what? I want to bring a bottle back home. Or you could say, I want to bring back a piece of the vines and you could turn that vine into art. But every time you look at it, the dry vine, you think about your experience and that puts a smile on your face. It rejuvenates your, your spirits. It regenerates the memories. So that's what I mean, that there's a connect, there's a connectivity between emotions and the space. And sometimes we are not we're not cognizant of it because we're so into the everyday life. Right. We come home, drop our bags, cook, go to bed. We're all we're monotone. We're doing the same thing over and not realizing how just by turn just by changing your light bulb from an incandescent light to an LED natural light, the difference it could make to your spirit. Oh, I love it. You were you're speaking my language. <laughs> We just, my husband and I just recently moved to uh, Asheville, North Carolina, and we rented a house just for a year because we wanted to kind of suss out, do we really like it here? But when we, like the first week in the house, I looked at him and I said, okay, this might sound a little bizarre, but I feel like my spirit has actually lived in this house before. And he was like, what do you mean by that? I'm like, I don't know. I have such a sense of of home and belonging that I haven't had any other place. It was like one of those very surreal experiences. And I'm thinking back over the last couple of years in the pandemic, how most of us have really thought about this idea of home and what home means to you. What do you what do you think has kind of changed in the last couple of years to help us go through this process of really finding like an authenticity in our home? Well, I think the last few years has been, I think authenticity in homes has been trying because of the social media aspect of that, like the social media component. A lot of people are not truly designing their spaces for themselves, but mostly to be on stage to showcase on social media. Ah. So for me, I think we've lost that sense of authenticity in interiors that before there was no pictures, people not, there was no Instagram. So people literally were designing space, genuine spaces, and authentic spaces based on their, their preference, their personal preference or memory or their, their style. Now we're seeing more spaces at home are being designed and to be Instagram, you know, Instagrammable. Versus, okay, do you really want a white sofa? You have four kids. Like, is that practical? (laughs) Do you really want to have a marble countertop when you have five kids spilling juices, lemon juice on it? It's going to get damaged. So I think um, we've lost some sense of authenticity in our interiors, not seeing that there are not people doing it. There are. And this is one thing I cherish the most um, throughout my design experience when I'm with a client. It's like, okay, what does authenticity mean to you? Not to the world, not what Instagram is trending right now. Do you really like white couches, white walls? Do you want color? So I think um, the sense of home, the definition of the sense of home um, in the last years with social media has changed drastically. And it's changed to, okay, more as um, a stage space versus a truly authentic space. And I just wanted to touch, I wanted to make a point of what you said you experienced when you went to your house, to that house, you moved yeah. in. And honestly, that, that is an environmental cue that is 
capt- it's a, it's a memory that you have from childhood or a sense of place you've experienced before. And there might be something that cognitive like you've captured in the space, but you can't really pinpoint it, right? So there's like a childhood memory where you were happy, an environment where you were happy. And there's some environmental cues that were similar to that space and that it just triggers those emotions, that emotion of well being at home, that sense of home that you feel. Um, That happened to me actually. Um, I went to, I traveled, I went to the south of France and I was visiting um, a friend and I went to her her friend's house. And I got to the house and I experienced a sense of home like you did. I was like, oh my God, I've been here before. (laughs) I felt like I've I've been here before. And on the second day, it hit me. I was like, oh my God, this reminds me of my grandmother's home. The rocking chair on the on the um, on the front patio. She had a my grandmother had a wooden table also, and she had a wooden table like a raw raw yeah. edge um, wooden table. She had exposed um, canteens that flowers, all her flour, her pasta, and everything. So it was just all those small things, and I'm like, oh my god, that was exactly how my grandmother's house was, and that was one of my favorite places to be, and that's one of the places I did feel at home was at my grandmother's house. So I think it going you to that home, that house that you you lived in, it could have been it's a cue from a past space environment that you cherished or you enjoyed being in. I love that. Okay, now I'm gonna have to like I'm gonna have to tune my brain in <laughs> and be like, come on, memory, you know, come come back to me. Cause it was so like you're describing, it was so uh powerful of a yeah. of a feeling and I've always kind of let my intuition guide me of wherever I've lived and but I've just never had this this experience before and I think that really goes back to what you're saying this connection of our emotions and mm-hmm. and where we live. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk a little bit about remodeling. I think that wow, there's just so many different questions I have for you on this topic. You're you're one of the experts in this. I want to start with what are some things maybe we need to think about if we're in that frame of mind of, of okay, we want to remodel our house, but we're just not sure where to start or how to go about it. What are some of the things we need to think about before we actually plan a remodel? Um, I think the biggest thing is to really walk the space, walk the house, right? Really yeah. sit in it, feel it, see, and be honest with yourself. What doesn't work? What about the space that you what you like and what you don't like and understand the why. Often I see um, a lot of clients go um, into houses and they're remodeled. They're like, well, I want to change this kitchen. I want a fully open kitchen. And I'm like, do you really need an open kitchen? (laughs) Or is it because you're so used to it? Because, or um, talk a little bit more. Why do you need an open kitchen? And start understanding the reason or the rationale between why you want certain things, right? Because sometimes you go into a house that has an architectural it's from an architectural period that doesn't require an open kitchen so I think the first thing I always tell clients sit in the house let's walk the space and also look at the space from your from your eyes as the user the end user not me as a designer I'm just here to make sure that the space is going to function to your best capacity and also it's going to be able to sustain your lifestyle how you live in your house your daily lifestyle so I always say one assess the space and be honest 
and question yourself. I always say X, Y seven times, like Lean Six Sigma, you know, why, okay, <laughs> yeah. why I want to open space. Okay, well, I want it because it just feels open. Why do I really want to open space? What does open mean to me? Why open? Why can it be semi-enclosed? So I think it's just really assessing the environment and the house, the, the house itself. And I think, too, one of the uh, biggest challenge I do see a lot of homeowners going into remodeling that always hits an obstacle, not understanding the cost of things, right? Get a good understanding of how much does a vanity cost? How much does the sink that you like um, cost? Start doing some window shopping to see the price of items that you're attracted to, because then that will more or less give you a sense of where your budget in terms of material will lie without even taking about the labor or the contracting or whatnot, but just get gauge a sense of how much things cost. I think that's a critical going, especially a first time remodeler, someone that's remodeling for the first time. It's really gauging the sense of costs, how much, what's the price for the things that we love. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince, and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. 
And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy, workout-friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com etm for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. <laughs> I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Yeah. So talking about cost, I know when I owned a home a couple of homes ago, uh, we put in new windows and I wasn't thinking that you know new windows were expensive. It wasn't necessarily a decorative. It was just a necessary item. And the realtor had said to me, oh no, like those new windows are going to add a lot of extra value to your house. And of course, I know kitchens and bathrooms, you get a lot of bang for your buck, but maybe walk us around like a sort of fictitious house, house if you will. And like, what are some of the best spaces for us to remodel to, to make that bang for our buck? The first space would be your kitchen. The kitchen is one that gives you the highest value return on that will give you the highest return on your money in terms of the price of sale, right? right? The kitchen is where, first of all, the kitchen is one of the most expensive rooms in a house because of the fact that it has the plumbing, the mechanical, and the electrical component. And also cabinetry itself is very expensive per linear feet. So the kitchen itself is one of the most, it should be, if you're thinking about long-term if you're thinking about the revalue on the sale, it will definitely be the kitchen. Then secondary would be your bathrooms. Um, afterward, I would say it's your living rooms. Living rooms in ter- living room in terms of thinking about storage. I do thinking about where your media center look like your storage. If it's a city that is cold, where fireplace is a dominant feature in the living space, because some cities like Miami, we don't need a fireplace because we're in warm. So look at the fireplace design, the interior architecture of the living room is critical. And that those would be your, your spaces, your kitchen, bathroom, then you go to living room. Nowadays, after post, well, we're still in COVID era. <laughs> but, <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> due to COVID, home um, outdoor spaces have become very valuable Ooh, yeah. um, in the appraisal of a home. Um, how does the outdoor space connect to the interior? Is there a livable outdoor space? Is it covered? So I think outdoor space now um, in the last two years, we've seen a great 
focus on the development, the design development of those spaces, um, where can we go outside and have friends over, sit and have a living space, a dining space outdoor. And that's why also we've seen the increase of um, sales in pools in the warm cities is because people due to COVID were spending much more time at home. And we're spending a lot of time outdoors. And I think that's one thing we are going to, I think that's one thing we are going to capture from COVID. Well, we're going to still maintain from COVID is spending more time outdoors, right? Yeah. I still do. We all, I spend a lot of time outdoors. I, and I, before, like pre-COVID, I didn't, but now I do. So I think those are the spaces that as a homeowner going in and thinking about, Resale value is definitely your kitchen number one and your bathrooms. So are there ways if maybe we don't have the biggest budget to remodel, but maybe we're wanting to freshen up some things in the kitchen or the bathroom, or are there ways to do that where we can have a a freshen up, but without needing a huge sum of money? Oh, sure. I mean, there's always ways, you know, to have... I always say, um, let's maximize impact and minim- with mi- and minimize cost. In I like kitchen, that. It, uh, yeah, it's because not everyone has the same um, financial capacity, right? So sometimes clients come and they tell me, okay, this is their budget. I'm like, okay, for this budget, this will be the best recourse in order to get this freshen up free. For kitchens, one of the biggest um, cost-saving item is basically repainting your, it's resurfacing your kitchen cabinet. It's painting them if they're able to be painted paint them over and it depends on what is what is their existing conditions if their existing condition if they're in good condition just having that resurface having it repainted will be an will be a number one saving do not move any cabinetry anywhere at all let Everything stays in um, right where they are at their existing position, and then also the second big ask, big second big saving is depending on the countertop you have. Um, by doing a change in your countertop, will definitely give your space, your kitchen, a really like if it's a countertop. Let's say you had um, formica. You're in an old. You're an old formica. I mean, you're in an old home. You could change that to a quartz. Even if you don't take a level one quartz, you could get a level five quartz, which is a lower end quartz, but you definitely could make a change with your countertops. And then one of the jewel piece of a kitchen I always tell client is your faucet. Really? I, for me, I believe in faucets and hardware. I think um, between hardware and faucets, that could drastically change the look of a kitchen. Um, so I always say, hey, your hardwares are your jewels of your kitchen. That's your little jewelry. That's your earrings. That's your, you know, your ring. So <laughs> you want to put a little bang, a little bit of money in there. And also your faucets, because when you go into the kitchen, that's like a statement piece, especially when you have a sink that is um, on an open, not on right. a wall, but okay. in an open space. You're looking at the sink from all four at from all four line sides. So that's faucet in itself is a statement piece. So in kitchens, that's definitely in bathrooms. I always say for bathrooms is if the tile is a tile, existing tile can be repainted. You could repaint it. If the walls, if you're looking at the exterior wall of the bathroom, I always say doing wall paneling with wood. That's inexpensive. It could really freshen up the bathroom. And for all of these spaces, the one biggest Biggest, biggest changes in environment is paint. 
I right. people underestimate the power of paint sometimes. Um, changing a paint color in a wall, in a bathroom, in a kitchen could make a drastic difference. Uh, coupled with marrying with those little other changes you make, and you'll have a pretty decent um, kitchen in your hand for a remodel with not a lot of money. I like that you could do simple things, like you say, a new faucets, new hardware, the the jewelry, but the things that you visually see, because that goes back to the beginning of our conversation, talking about the emotional, the feeling that you get when you walk in your house. And I talk on this show all the time about money from from a mindset and a mindfulness and a different perspective that something as simple and yet extremely important as walking in your home and feeling that sense of comfort helps you to maybe feel less stressful, feel less anxious about everything in the world. And then ultimately you can make better decisions, whether that's with your money or in your relationships, you're just, you're in this place of comfort. And I think that it's easy for us to not think that that's important. So something as simple as changing out a faucet might actually change so many things for you. Oh yes, for sure. And just to, and also it's, um, I always say that my home is my sp- my place of clarity. So Ooh. when I come home, I want to make sure that I am in this this, my home allows me to have clarity. My home doesn't cloud my mind. I have a space in my, my home will allow me to be able to make the best decisions that I need to make in the, in my life. <laughs> so, um, I think spending money when it comes to money, the, the value of money is very subjective as you know, but however, for someone like me, and I always try to tell clients is that I will spend money. Let's say you like a light fixture, right? If this light fixture has some type of emotional connection and makes you feel positive a certain way, make sure it's something you truly like. If the light fixture is $500, that's $500. A light, the life cycle on a light fixture could last 10 to 15 years and even more so. So if I purchase this, this is something that I could take to another house, but it's something that becomes a cherished a cherish item of my home. So I think it's all about assess. It's all about tying a value to that finance, economical value to certain things that you have in your space. Um, Another great thing is like, as you, I would say, when I mean clarity, it's that I'm a person, I have a lot of things on my mind. I work um, as a business owner. (laughs) My brain is like a hamster on a, on a wheel. Me too. Me too. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet somebody else who works this way. Yes. (laughs) It never stops. So for me, I clutter doesn't, I do, do, I don't do well in cluttered space. I don't do well in color space that has a lot of color, um, vibrant colors, because it's just a trigger to my, it just triggers my, my brain, I, I, my brain just speeds up. Like I get, I feel over, I feel cumbersome. And, um, so my house is usually neutral color, white, pop of color in the art because I have a great, I'm, I appreciate art a lot. I will enjoy the color of art because if I select the art, it's something that I like. But the background, the background of my house is always neutral, whites, um, um, taupes, neutral, grays, because it's just who I am. I'm sensitive to noise. Um, just not noise, audio noise, but also physical noise. So my countertops are always uncluttered and I need storage. Even if behind my storage, everything is a mess, it's fine, but I just can't <laughs> see the mess. Right. <laughs> so those are just, those for me as a human, myself in my space, 
those are things that are important to me to have clarity. I have friends that will, that does well in clutter. Like they love to have it and it's not clutter to them. And that's why sometimes I, I don't like using the word clutter because it's like, okay, well, it, it may seem clutter to me, but for that person, it's not clutter. They have an elect, uh, eclectic taste. They need to be surrounded by things, by things that they need to see them. They need to always have that visual connection, which I may not want. To, I don't do well in it. So right. I think that goes back to the finances and what you're spending. It has to also tie this back to your emotions. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time or just relax to a good book, Listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into The Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to The Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. From Foreign Policy, I'm Rena Nainen, the host of the Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women. Over the past few years, we've looked at how women around the world are changing societal norms to increase their economic power. This season, we're focusing completely on girls, how they're pushing for a brighter, more powerful future. 
and what the rest of us can do to set them up for success. Join us for stories about girl power, young women who are fighting for change, to give themselves a chance to live a life of their own choosing. That's season six of The Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women, wherever you get your podcasts. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too, and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance, so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. And really knowing what works for you, like you're saying, knowing what kind of space you, you want, what kind of space you work best in, you live best in, is really important. Um, and thinking, obviously, about about the last two years and even the place we're in now that with the economy, things are more expensive. We got inflation, supply chain issues, all of these different things. Are there specific ways right now to save on remodeling? Like even things maybe like going to secondhand stores or other places to to buy cheaper fixtures or cabinets or whatever it might be to like kind of work within the the environment we're living in right now well um right now i think prices of average construction material anything that has to do remodel is the one of the most expensive right with the um with the fuel crisis with logistics and everything so right now it's the most it's going to be the most expensive time to remodel however um there's ways for kitchens you could do scratch and dents right appliances Ooh, okay. you don't need to buy brand new appliances you could buy um used appliances which refer to scratch and dents which there's space there's shop stores that they do offer those that's one way to save on your appliances um thrift thrifting is great but thrifting is especially great for furniture not necessarily for architectural pieces I think one of the um, main architectural pieces we could find is often lighting fixture and for the interior. And secondary, um, there's also what we call an architectural salvage yard. I love to go in there because, for example, they have what they do is that all the historical homes or old homes that were demolished, they will save like the doors, the fireplace mantles. So you could go to an architectural salvage yard and you could purchase, let's say if you're changing six doors in your house, even your front door, you could purchase it from an architectural salvage yard and just have a carpenter finish it, do the refinishing, clean it out, um, restain it or paint it. And you could bring a sense of piece of character into a new home by just using those. architectural salvage pieces. So doors, fire mental mantles, and lighted fixtures are typically things that you could actually purchase um, by thrifting or going to a salvage yard. And I another like those thing tips. Also yeah, you yeah, yeah. Save money on is what we call remnants. Let's say if you're changing your bathroom and you want to change a countertop, you could either go to a, a stone yard and ask them to see their remnant pieces. And you could purchase those because they're usually very discounted. Or you could also think about using epoxy or an epoxy, or um, which is, can be less expensive on, on your countertop. So those are different ways you could definitely save money when you're thinking about remodeling. 
Those are great tips. Yeah, I love that. It's like it just opens your brain up to think about all the possibilities uh, that you could work with almost any budget. Uh, you you talked a little bit about how you like to to have your house the space that really feels good to you. Tell us a little bit about your own design style and like how that's evolved over the years. Well, um, when I it's I. I come from, I'm Caribbean. I come from the island, right? I'm, I'm Jamaican Haitian. So I come from a very vibrant culture. Um, I was, I grew up in with vibrant colors around me. Art, our art is very vibrant. We have primary color. We use a lot of primary colors in our, in our, um, in our environments. So I was raised with color. Everywhere is color. However, um, in our own household, my mom was not a big fan of color that much. <laughs> um, so she always <laughs> the irony. Had, yes. Uh, well, my father also wasn't a big, big um, fan of color. So they always had neutral tones in the house, but a lot of wood. Um, because from the Caribbean, we do a lot of carpentry with wood, red wood. So there was a lot of like contrast, high contrast, heavy contrasted color um, between the wood the light tech, the textile, the fabric, and also the outdoor space will bring in the fabric. So over the years, I was always, I was always attracted to the same with paint, having the paint being the bold color and having the neutral tones and the wood. And I, it's only after like, I went to grad school to architectural school and studying environmental psychology. And I, I started to understand how my the interior preferences is really attached to my childhood. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this is this is why I like these things. And while I was in architecture um, school, I started to say, OK, these are what my parents like. What do I like? Like I started to um, dive into more in developing my my design aesthetic. And I actually through research and I've, I I lean towards the Danish to Nordic um, aesthetic. Um, and also I do lean towards the Japanese aesthetic. So a combination, which is a very familiar term right now is Japanese. So I just, I love the warmth of wood. I still love the wood, but coming with a little bit of more of oak, I still love neutral backdrop palettes, which is basically my primary color would be a neutral color, which is white tone, white tones, cream tones, gray tones. I still have that, but also most ex- importantly to me, it's um, in my interior space is that touch of character, right? That sense yeah. of space. When someone comes into the space, although it's not your own, but you could see the person's story. You could feel the sense of home that this person has created. I think that's really important, especially when I always say that when friends come over, they're in distress. When they step into my home, I want them to feel comforted without physically being by me, that my space itself makes you want makes you gives you a certain type of comfort so i think in my design as i'm as i'm and i'm still evolving you know yeah um, yeah i, I love always that try to find a balance of the danish principle which i never could pronounce correctly higgy yes well it's called yugi <laughs> i forgot i've been to danish so many times i still can't pronounce it but there's a sense of home which is tied to bringing in a little bit of the nature, light colors, wood, blues, gray tones or not. And also finding that piece, adding some character that is tied to the homeowner. Um, what is your characteristic? And also not forgetting about the architectural 
character of the home. Um, I definitely like to stay, how can I say that? Stay in tune with the architecture of the building or the architecture of the house that I'm designing. Um, I would definitely do want to be designing a house that is a craftsman home and I enter the house and it's super modern. There's a big disconnect from the exterior to, um, to the interior space. So it's a, it's a juggling act. So for me, it's mostly about creating a space that is home, um, that is calm and soothing, and also that has a touch of character, whatever that may be to the homeowner. And I love talking about it in terms of a story that you're, you're sharing when somebody walks in your house, like they, they can feel you, they can feel your story. I think that's so powerful and probably overlooked a lot when we're just, when we're in our spaces that uh, we could kind of look around and say, hey, are there ways where we can maybe evoke more of ourselves uh, in this house? It doesn't even have to be spending a lot of money. Maybe it's just moving some things around or something that just feels a little bit better. I love that. Well, yeah. you've also got a new HGTV show coming, Buy It or Build It. Tell yes, us indeed. a little bit about it because I'm, <laughs> of course, an HGTV junkie over here. So, <laughs> Yes, I do. Um, it's going to be here in, within the month or two. Um, so I actually am on the show as a designer. Um, I design two custom homes. I'm an interior architect, so I designed from scratch. The couple had the, um, I designed some homes and it was interesting uh, because I had to design the houses in such a short time, matching their lifestyle to this custom home they want. I did also a major renovation project that was really great. It was um, the outcomes were really good. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy the show and enjoy the design that was um, port- that's been that's portrayed in the sh- in the spaces. Um, it was interesting. It's it's it was it's in Dallas. It's shot in Dallas. And the couples were amazing. I loved working with all of them. And that's the great thing about design is that each client is their own person, right? Each client is their own unique, something unique. And I think in this going through the show, it even it emphasizes that notion of we're all unique individuals. We all have different wants and needs, right? We all want our space a certain way. And I think the show is going to portray that a lot Um, because also although there's some commonality. But they're most like they're most you're going to see mostly the difference also. But it was great. I'm super excited. I can't wait to come out to see um, the reaction and just everybody's feedback. Um, it's 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 interesting because they did do a soft release of one of them, one of the episodes in December. And as a designer, it was one of the most. It was, I can't even put it in words exactly, <laughs> just to see like there's over a million people that are wow. seeing my design or seen. It's like, I feel like they're going into my brain. Yes. <laughs> going into my mental space and see what I do, like how I think, what I do in my, I, I don't know. I feel like I was sharing a, like a private part of me to the world. And it was weird just looking at it. I think, I think most people go through that, especially when it's the first time you're broadcasted on a TV. That's like, right. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, there I am. (laughs) Yes. And it's like, oh my God. So it was surreal because I was, I was watching with my brother. I'm like, oh my God, I'm on TV. He was like, yeah, you're on TV. I was like, no, 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 it's not just me. My design is on TV. Do you understand this? Like, (laughs) yeah. And then I'm Frank, I'm going crazy because I'm like, what if they don't like it? What if, because we, as creators, we go through that, right? We create, then we, after creating, we're like, okay, well, 
What if it's not received the way that we want it to be received? What if there's not light? What if they don't like it? Right. And I'm like, well, guess what? If they don't, they don't. If they do, they do because it's already done. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's in so, the can, as they say. <laughs> yeah, it's already done. I'm right here. And I just have to welcome the feedback, go back, you know, and that's the process. That's the journey as an interior designer or creator, a creative per, um, individual is that we only could create. And as much as we create, we have to be open to receiving the feedback and improving and onto the next project. So I'm super excited. I can't wait. I hope everyone enjoys the show and hopefully we'll see. Um, we'll be back for season two. Fingers crossed, right? Yeah. Yes. Toes crossed, fingers crossed. Everything crossed. <laughs> so, all right, let's say, let's say I'm listening and I'm, I'm jazzed. I, I want to do a, I want to do some sort of remodel. Is there like a checklist or an, an action list, maybe some things we can think about of how we can, we can really start infusing ourselves more into our spaces. I would think about um, each room and it's, uh, I think about, I usually go with the method of storytelling, right? What is the story that you want your space to, to, to tell? How do you want to be represented in your space? I think we usually need to start with that. A lot of times I see people running into design remodeling, but not truly having a sense of what they want, right? So I think the first main big item on your checklist is, okay, what do I want from this remodel? Not just the physical part of it, but the emotional part of it. And then I, as I go back to is understand the price, the cost. So let's say you're doing a design, you're remodeling your bathroom, right? Well, take start writing down what is typically in a bathroom, a vanity, a toilet bowl, a sink, a mirror, light fixtures, your bathtubs, your wall tile, your shower tile, your floor tile, right? If you start itemizing these things and going online shopping, oh my God, I like this marble sink. Well, that marble sink costs $2,800. So now you start tallying it. Everything that you've like, well, I like that faucet. That faucet costs $500, you know? <laughs> and when you start, because I think there's a big conflict between design and costs. A lot of the times clients love certain, certain design but not understanding the cost of it. So that goes back to us going on to social media. We're on Pinterest. Oh my God, I love this bathroom. And that happens often. Some clients will tell me, oh my God, Bria, I want this bathroom. This is my inspiration. I'm like, okay. And what exactly do you like about the bathroom? I like everything. Okay. <laughs> well, I just looking at this bathroom, this bathroom is going to cost you around $20,000. <laughs> and oh my God, how so? Well, the, the fixture, the light fixture itself is $1,500. The faucet itself is $500. The shower system itself is $2,500. So, and they're, they're like, oh my God, I didn't even realize that. I'm like, yes. So I think that's the second critical component going into any remodel is understanding the cost of things and also taking your design and just itemizing it. Like look at the bathroom. I, I was given an example, the sink. Once you start adding those up, that gives you an idea of where you will be in terms of cost of remodel. And if you add 40%, 50% cost to that as your cost of labor, then you add a 20% contract into it. That will give you an idea of how much this remodel will cost you. And a five percent for your three to five percent for your interior designer that's going to be doing the design for you. But that is really where you start understanding, and then you're able to scale back, right? You're able to take a step back and say, "Hey, 
Um, maybe I need to scale back um, and maybe I don't need the marble sink. Maybe I could just do with the standard sink or maybe the vanity that I the vanity that I wanted is out not within my budget. And maybe these are my options. So I think it's really understanding what is your design and what is the cost, the price of that design that you want initially. And there's nothing wrong, like I tell my clients, with having a wish list, right? You want to have yeah. a wish list. That's fine. We are attracted to what we're attracted. Sometimes I would see a handbag. I'm attracted to it until I flip the price <laughs> and it's like $8,000. And I'm like, well, nope, that's not in my realm. <laughs> Uh, so I think it's really understanding the cost, the price of everything. And then also thinking about um, the time, right? Um, how long does it take to construct? A lot of times client doesn't really think about, oh my God, this is going to take two, three months for them to do it. Not thinking about the logistics. Are you, is there only one bathroom in the house? Okay. During that time, you won't be able to use your bathroom if it's being remodeled. Where are you going to use, what bath, where are you going to be taking a shower? Um, if you have a two bedroom, a two bathroom, that's more easy um, because you have a secondary bathroom. So just think about the logistics and how you're going to be um, doing your logistics while the house is under construction, because living in a house that's under construction is like a war zone. You're going to have noise. There's a lot of noise. That, there's a lot of noise. There's as much as you want to mitigate dust. There's dust. There's pollution. So I think it's all that is to taking the environmental factor of the conditions of a construction space, taking the cost, understanding what you want as a design, and understand that price more or less roughly how much it would cost without even engaging an interior designer or a contractor, but more or less see where you are financially. Is it is it feasible? Yeah. Well, Brea, seriously, I'm fangirling over here, and I cannot wait to watch Buyer Build It. So tell everyone listening where they could go, if they want to connect with you, if they want to learn more about your services, where do they find you? Hey, well, I, you can connect, to me, connect with me via Instagram, Brea Ells, at Brea Ells is my Instagram handle. And then for my company, we're at Atelier Onet. And you could just reach out to me there. I'll be more. I'm always in my DMs, believe it or not. <laughs> You're <laughs> so, one of the few, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> I am always in my DMs. So feel free to reach out. And yes, I have been searching my brain for that connection as to why my new house feels so familiar to me. It's so weird. I haven't figured it out yet. But when I do, I'm definitely going to let you know. I love that Brea shared how important spending money on items that you have this emotional connection to are, and how creating your dream home isn't about who spends the most money. It's really about creating a space that just feels good to you. With a few of her tricks, you can definitely upgrade your home without breaking the bank. That is always going to be my MO. If you enjoyed this episode, I have two favors to ask. The first is to share this episode with a friend or family member, someone who you know might enjoy it as well. And the second is to go to any podcast player you're listening to right now and leave an honest review for the show. I'll see you back here in a few days to keep talking money. Rakuten helps you be a smarter shopper and save money on just about everything. 
People all have things they need to buy, whether it's home essentials or a self-care treat just for you. With Rakuten, you get cash back on clothes, groceries, travel, and much, much more. Even better, you can stack cash back on top of other deals like store sales and credit card points. In case you're wondering, the stores on Rakuten are the ones you know and love, and lots of cool ones waiting to be discovered, including Target, Lowe's, and Nike. When it comes to savvy shopping and saving money, Rakuten is a no-brainer. It's free and easy to join. Just go to Rakuten.com now or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.